Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast to get you waffling about your mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks the journey. So join me each week as I open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast. This is my 10th season, and I thought, what better way to celebrate than with the iconic legend that is sean paul welcome to the waffle shop thank you bro thanks for having me man this is honestly insane i said it before i hit the record button but this is blowing my mind a little bit so if i start to sound like a little schoolgirl, just tell me to shut <laughs> up <laughs> well if, if you sound like a schoolgirl, i'm gonna be scared <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little bit weird but yeah promise yeah it won't be that kind of <laughs> conversation i start each one of my shows with the weekly waffle, which is something that annoys me a little bit. But as you're here, I thought I'm going to keep it positive. I'm going to keep the kind of vibes high this time around. But there's one thing that slightly gets on my nerves and it was more of a thought. And this is the kind of stuff that keeps me awake at night. Why didn't they just teach us all kind of like sign language as kids? Because then everyone can communicate regardless of like language. True, true. Sign, sign language is universal. It's kind of like music. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I mean. And like, this is the kind of stuff, Sean, that goes through my head when I just literally just as I'm about to go to sleep. And I'm like, surely would that not make it easier for everyone if we all just kind of, well, for one, if we all got on, that'd be nice. But two, 
if we all had some kind of like universal like yeah. yes yeah. no <laughs> okay kind of thing yeah. true 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 i think that um maybe it was developed later on so no one had this bright idea so you know what i mean i think that you, you've come up with a very ingenious idea bro <laughs> thank you thank you if you i'm here for business opportunities as well as podcasting so just <laughs> just give me a shout <laughs> so I talk about music a lot on my show. It's my biggest coping mechanism. And your songs and your your music have kind of soundtracked quite important parts of my life. And it's just like an instant good mood. Whenever I hear your song, it's like you've got that kind of... Well, it's, it's iconic, isn't it? Like your voice. As soon as you know Sean Paul's on a song, you know it's going to be an absolute banger. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Yeah, you know... For me, music, I've, I've leaned up on music every uh, time in my life that there was a problem, uh, you know, depression. Yeah. Um, I bumped my toe. Uh, my girl broke up with me. My father went to prison. Um, yeah. A lot of things happened that was like, whoa. Um, and there's a song for all of those instances. There's, even if you don't know that there's a song now, you might turn on the radio and feel in the mood and there's a song that speaks to you and it sounds like it's talking about right now in your life. So, um, yeah, music is a very therapeutic for me to, to do and just to listen to. to yeah. that truth. Um, well, it's true though, isn't it? Because there is like pivotal moments of people's life that, like you said, whether you know it or not, hearing that song can take you right back to that moment, whether it's a holiday, whether it's like a breakup with your songs has it ever kind of been a bit of a like a, a take me back moment kind of thing where your music has impacted someone? Because I imagine it's like you've got the best job in the world, really, haven't you? Yeah, it's for me, it is. Um, you know, it, it, to be able to express yourself the way you want um, and, and just tell people how you feel uh, at that moment is, is an awesome feeling. There's a lot of like instant gripe when you do it on stage. But yeah. there's a lot of build-up before, which is therapeutic. You know, you're in the studio, you're thinking about the audience or the person listening on the radio in the car is going to feel like. Um, also, it takes me back, when I hear a rhythm that I really like, it takes me back to, you know, my early, early going out days. Like, you know, house yeah. parties as, as a young teenager. Um, you know, being, you know, asking that girl for a dance for the first time. The, those things are very euphoric. Those times were very euphoric for me. And, um, you know, it, I'm able to use the song to get back there. And when a yeah. song doesn't feel like that to me, then I'm like, all right, I don't want to do this. If it doesn't feel like when I first heard, you know, uh, you know a, a great Beatles song or a Madonna song or a Bob Marley song. Yeah. Those are three different acts, three different types of artists, three different types of music. But... Um, you know, they all give me that same bubbly feeling, that same feeling that uh, I'm, I'm able to to reach to a place, uh, what do you call it, of, of, of higher euphoria, man. And that's important for people. That's important. And I It's try really to interesting you say that, though, because, like, especially about, like, the early kind of going out days, because for me, that was, like, songs like Temperature and Get Busy and stuff like that. And even now, when I hear, like, those opening lines, I'm like, Right, 
where's the dance yeah. floor? Like, <laughs> like, I need to go. Even if I'm like the supermarket or anything, I'm like, right, <laughs> trolley's yeah, out yeah. the way. <laughs> I'm like, dancing. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what it's for, bro. And, you know, a lot of times music is to educate and it's to edify, it's to also entertain. Yeah. And so for me, I think I've, I've stayed more on the, the, the path where it's entertaining a lot. Um, you know, I do, I do get deep at times and I say yeah. some things that are really thoughtful. But also for me, life, life as a teenager was stressful in terms of the usual stress, you know, trying to keep up with the projects and the homework and yeah. uh, social activities that probably weren't, you know, uh, natural to you at first. You know, I wasn't the big pimp <laughs> at first. I, I wasn't I was, the pimp I, I am pimple. now. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't the big pimp. I was the pimple. So, um, you know, uh, it, it took, uh, the, for me, the expression of, the, of, of those type of lyrics um, kind of, as I said before, got me in a euphoric state. Like, yeah, I remember mm. stepping up to that girl looking at her lips and being like, hey, uh, you know, let's dance, Let, let's go out. Uh, uh, it, gave, it gave me those butterflies. So while life was stressful also with my father going to prison when I was 13 yeah. um, and, and not having a father figure to look up to, it was important for me uh, on the weekend with the socials, with the friends, like, you know, just going out to the movies, just going out to um, maybe a, a backyard house party. Yeah. It, it made me feel so free. And that's where, that's where I come from with my music, especially. I want people to feel that feeling. I want people to feel, uh, forget about your problems for right now, for these few hours, maybe two, three, four hours. We're in a place where, you know, it's like a, like a wonderland. A lot of people might say that's escapism, uh, but it's, it's recharging your battery ism to me. You know, if you walk down one path, all, uh, all your life and you never get a change of scenery, uh, that can be very depressing, bro. And so uh, I leave those problems out the door when I go into the club or I leave them at the gate when I go into the dance. Then, And, you know, uh, loud music, feel it in your chest. You're there with people you, you, you like. And um, it's just a good social activity and atmosphere. So that's where I try to come from with my music, man. Mate, I think it, it definitely speaks volumes. I mean, I, I know for a fact I'm speaking, obviously, on the other side of the world here, but like guaranteed, like all my friends, but when we've seen you at like gigs or we've seen you like at festivals and stuff, that's the feeling that we have. Like for those kind of like what that 30 minutes to an hour or however long you're on for, we're not thinking about anything else, no problems, nothing. We're just there taking in the music and having a good time. And I think that's what's really important about music and especially uplifting kind of upbeat music because it gives you that kind of like hit if you like of like instant kind of is it like i said earlier like positive it's like an instant energy. good mood yeah. yeah positive energy and also it's hope you know what i mean it's like i will go to to to, to out or a social event feeling depressed and by the time i leave there i have hope for the future i'm like yeah there's gonna be other times like this like i've experienced a few minutes here and there in the party, you know, flirting with a girl, dancing with a girl, the music's on, it brings back memories. And then I leave there like, wow, like there, there is hope. You know what I mean? So even if it's not in a party, even if it's at the gym, you, you turn on a certain song and it helps to pump you up. 
uh, uh, driving in traffic, which I hate. <laughs> and so that helps me buy the time. You know, it helps me feel. Uh, I keep using the word euphoric, but yeah, it, it yeah. gives me that that, um, that that sense of positivity, man, and that hope. Do you know what? I'm glad you said that because sometimes when I've like been to the cinema to watch like a Marvel film and obviously you've watched these heroes, like they've done what they need to do. Like, sometimes when I leave those films, I feel like I'm like ready to take on the world. I mean, I have no superpower whatsoever, but sometimes when I leave those films, I'm like, yeah, like ripping my shirt open, like yeah, <laughs> ready to exactly. take on the world. It's the same thing. It's the same feeling. I, I, I exactly know what you mean. Uh, you know, growing up and I'm like... Ah, Spider-Man. And then my son is like, oh, Spider-Man. And I get by that same feeling. And yeah. you feel like you're about to save the world when you step out. You're about to save that girl from falling off the building. Uh, you know, it, it just gives you that awareness of, of hope and, and positivity, man. And, yeah. and that's, that's, that's something that helps you to combat depression. Depression is something yeah. that keeps up on at times. And uh, to have some form of of maybe device then that's that's a good one that uh helps you to, to switch your mood helps you to keep positive is very important so with that obviously obviously you've, you you're quite very open about kind of like how your feelings are and obviously you express it like through like your music and stuff when things get a little bit much for sean paul what do you do? Like, what do you do other than like music to kind of take yourself away? Like, do you relax? Because I mean, I know obviously you've got like your family life, studio, tours. Like, what do you do to kind of unwind? Uh, exercise is good for me. You know, I I used to swim for Jamaica, yeah, uh, and play water polo for Jamaica. So it's like that's a very great release for me. If there's any of any time I'm very stressed out, uh, if I'm not too tired because that comes with being tired as well. But if you find that tired feeling and you go work out, you find that you, you've got to boost the energy and positivity at the same time. Uh, so working out helps me. Um, you know, uh, it's a controversial thing still in terms of what, what I'm about to speak about, about smoking weed. Uh, for some people, it's... it's oh, we've all done it. We've idea. all done it. <laughs> some people, it's not a good idea. But for me, it's been a very uh, peaceful, um, what can you say, in, introspective time when I, when I yeah. do smoke. It's, a, it's like meditation for me. I think about the things that I want to accomplish. I think about um, the things that I can help other people with doing. And it, it, it's, it's good in that respect for me. So uh, those two things help a lot. Um, being around family, uh, especially and, and running jokes, you know. Sometimes, uh, like like the Italians in Jamaica, in, in New York, would say, you know, break each other's balls. In terms of, you you kind of uh, uh, bounce a, a, a joke off of your friend, um, and they're like, "Yo, that was a low blow, but it was funny." And, yeah. and um, you know, it helps you to just keep a morale going. Um, a little bit cynical, but it's pushing fun at the negative things, and that in turn turns it positive it makes it positive you know so okay, those so things that's how i live my life to be honest it's just laughing <laughs> at the bad and then hopefully it turns out exactly. all right. <laughs> yeah bro that, that, that's that's a very great way and so those things are uh, exercise you know smoking for me and meditating 
and uh, and just and just having fun socially, joking around. Uh, there's many serious things in life, and when when it does, when it's you know when when they say as the shit hits the fan, when it's time to 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 be serious, you have to be. But there's other if, if you're serious the rest of the time, it's gonna be so crazy. Like you need a different change of path, a different scenery. Um, and so those kind of sarcastic jokes or cynical jokes kind of help you to balance it off a little. Yeah. No, but it's kind of, it's like an outlet, isn't it? Like it's yeah. kind of like to get it out. I mean, the, the podcast is exactly. But it is, it's like, this is just what the podcast is for me. It's an outlet, like someone like my like bad days and stuff, as soon as the microphone's on, I'm like, I feel like a different person. And like already... I mean, I wasn't in a bad mood, but already, like, even just having this conversation, like, my mood is instantly, like, lifted. I kind of want to rewind a little bit. So, I mean, you mentioned it a lot, like, about, like, your childhood and stuff. How did the music start? Like, how, because I asked this, like, to quite a lot of, like, the music guests that I have on, like, how did you know, like, you had a talent? Like, was there a song that you heard to be like, okay that's what I want to do? Or was it an act that was like, that you saw that was like, I want to be like them. Like, how did that journey start for you? It's a lot of different things, but looking at my son uh, now, I see the same inspiration in him, whether he's going to do music or not. I have no idea. He's five years old, but when he sees something he likes, he takes the phone from me and he's like, <laughs> and he's just watching or, 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 or glue, he's glued on TV. Um, you know, uh, when I was about, when I was a young kid, my mom always sang to me. She sang songs that she loved of work with bands or acts that she loved. So the Beatles were very important. Yeah. Uh, Paul Simon and you know, Garfunkel was important. Amazing, yeah. People like Cat Stevens, like a lot of balladeers and songwriters she loved. And uh, she would sing them to me and play records. You know, back in the day, you have one record player, there was no mixer, no, <laughs> YouTube, no, no, no Bluetooth kind of thing going on. <laughs> Uh, no streaming, it was, you had to have that record. So we would play that record over and over if we loved it. And, um, you know, that was my first introduction into music. Also her sister, when I was uh, probably about nine, 10 years old, started a, a sound system, a discotheque, which she used to play um, a lot at our house uh, uh, during uh, uh, Easter and Christmas time, we would have paid parties. We had a big front yard. And uh, people would pay to come in and have parties there. So from a young age, my brother and me and my cousin, we would be setting up the speaker boxes early Saturday or, or Friday, whenever the, the dance was. And we would set the, the, um, the, the bar table at where we thought would be a great space. Oh, last time there was too much crowd over there. We put it here this time and free up the crowd and, and stuff like that. And um, that helped me to, to have... Uh, uh, a kind of idea of what it was to set up like a, a party for people. Yeah. Uh, um, and that helped me also. But I remember being around, around that age, around eight, nine years old, or probably younger, when I, I was at a school barbecue and I lost my parents and I started to cry. And I was crying like, ah, and I think, bring my bed. <laughs> was playing and I heard my <laughs> voice like over a rhythm for the first time and, and I, I had a weird feeling like I'm like well, that's so weird how 
I sound on I guess I was singing in key <laughs> when the song changed. I got a minute. I got. <laughs> so right. you're right. telling me, <laughs> you're telling me, your <laughs> this whole journey started by you losing by your parents, crying, crying <laughs> and it sounded okay on next to a song. <laughs> Wow. I was like, there's a sound to that. That's weird. And so every now and then I would stop crying and go, that's weird. With my mom. And like I would be in the key of the rhythm kind of thing. And so later on, when I was about 14, and I, you know, we're, we're all at school, and we're, we're every kid in Jamaica, it's a pastime. You know, you beat, you beat on the desk, and there's a rhythm, and everybody starts saying, yo, waffle yeah. shop, we got it locked. Hey, waffle shop, we got it so hot. Hey, waffle shop. Got it, you not a what shop? You know, we, we just like played around with lyrics and and beat on a desk. And at age fourteen, oh, on, when that I was, was a moment for me. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, that was a moment. <laughs> Thank <Respect>. you. <laughs> but yeah, but, but but that feeling came back. I was like, that's just like when I was crying on the track, kind of thing. Uh, it sounds stupid, but I really, I really identified straight back to those times, to, to that time. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I should sing or some stuff like that. And, um, you know, again, like as you said before, walking out of a movie, you feel like the Superman or you feel like Rocky, you know. Uh, <laughs> for me, uh, hearing songs uh, that I really liked, I, I kind of felt like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm cool like that person. And um, about age 15, I thought I'd be a producer. I saw a popular producer on TV saying that he now uses computers and I was enthralled by that. Didn't have the money for a computer, but I thought maybe I could try to get a keyboard, which my mom did buy me after a long time. She went to a, a, um, a flea market. There was one uh, Casino, Casio keyboard that was cracked. So it was off price. It was, it was different, uh, a little less price. Yeah. And she bought it for me and it had a little drum section and a, a little you know, the, 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 all these different instruments, you know. And so I started to rebuild everybody's rhythms at age 15 that I heard on the radio. And I was like, whoa, I want to be a producer. And then it evolved from there till about age 17, me actually falling in love with writing down rhymes and, and, uh, and, and, and doing that. So it's a gradual process. It wasn't just one day. It was, you know, that mood that I felt back while singing at school saying hey that that's kind of cool and um you know mixed with my mom's influence and my father too who, who loved different musics and, and my aunt who had a sound system and then i would say about 15 to 17 was when i started to be like oh this is for me and i saw a friend named jason williams big up to jason williams his name is don Ute. he was a uh one of the first entertainers from where i'm from uptown yeah. Uh, and he was doing dancehall music and it really, really inspired me. And I started to follow him to different studios and that's how I got in, you know. Um, just about that time when there's sometimes doubt that comes into your brain, like maybe I'm not like them. Maybe I'm not like a superstar uh, musician type person. Um, you know, Bob Marley to me seemed like an uncle. Like he was so famous, the most famous Jamaican, that when you heard his music, uh, you just felt like so close to him. Um, yeah. So uh, his kids, were, one of his sons went to school with my brother. So even closer again. And um, um, I remember being at the swim pool, which is 50 meters long. 
and I was shouting to a friend down the, down, down the other side of the pool. And his father was down on the other side of the pool. And his father walked up to me and said, bro, you've got a really strong voice. And that made me feel like, you know, that kind of gave me uh, a bright light as in, oh, I have a special voice. People like how it sounds or they can hear me from 50 meters away. <laughs> um, it's either I'm going to be like a loudspeaker or I'm going to go into music, which I love. So just gradually, you know, and, um, it, it didn't happen all at once. And by the time I was 17, I was like, oh, going home, like, yeah, this one I want to do. I want to write. I want to try to produce. I want to be the artist. So, yeah. Mate, honestly, I could sit and have this kind of conversation. I, I love like nitpicking like people's like journeys and stuff, but it just kind of proves that like consistency and following something that like you genuinely love to do. I mean, look where it yeah. can lead you. Yeah. I never thought it would leave me here. Um, I always wanted to make like a, one or two songs for Jamaica to be like, hey, blah, blah, love yeah. that song you know what I mean I thought I'd be like like just a one like maybe a one hit wonder that would have been cool with me and then when I got a taste of having one song and a song that people appreciated and liked I was hooked man I was like I gotta keep this up I started getting afraid then I was like yeah I gotta, I gotta do more songs so it set me on a path to keep doing songs but um <clears throat> as you said the, the negativity uh you know, all, all went away when, when I got little positive affirmations, like the guy yeah. at the pool, um, you know, people hearing me sing at, at school, banging on the desk. They're like, you sound like Supercat. I'm like, oh, really? Because I love Supercat. <laughs> and, um, you know, even if I tried to sing a Shabarang song, who, he has a deep voice, they would be like, yo, you sound like Supercat, man. That's really cool. And it really made me feel good. So all those little positive affirmations that people would give me um it just led me down that path and in that direction so for, for for anybody who's looking at a career choice um you know whether it be to be a geological scientist or 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 you know actually a violinist whatever makes you feel that way and and, and leads you down that path um follow it you know and, and everything is interconnected because when I was a teenager, when I was 14 years old to about, as I said, 17, I wanted to be an Olympic swimmer. And that was my focus. And that was a lot of what gave me, um, you know, this euphoria that I'm speaking about. Uh, my coach went to the Olympics. He came sixth, which was a great accomplishment for, for yeah, him definitely. and for at the time. Uh, in, in the 200 meters, I am. And, uh, and he was coached by my mom. So... My whole focus was that, wow. but then it, it, it changed the music. Um, and you know why I say it's interconnected? Because when I do swim, when I train a lot, I hear music in my head. I hear lyrics, I hear melodies. I, I sing to myself, uh, whether it be to uh, you know, counteract the random or, or the, the boring uh, back and forth in the pool. <laughs> for a lot of people, it's boring, but for me, I found an outlet and it was interconnected with music. And that's why sports and music for me is uh, just uh, such a catalyst of, of good feelings, man. Yeah, I'm. I absolutely love that. Like genuinely. Like, so the next time I am going to going for a swim, I'm, I'm going to yeah. write a song. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> but yeah, generally anything that keeps you in that that running motion, your blood's flowing, it's going through yeah, new fresh blood, to, oxygen to your brain. 
it gives you ideas. And if you are uh, a nuclear scientist, the, 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 that fresh oxygen will give you, um, you know, fresh ideas. I'm pretty sure. So sports for me, mixed with music for me, is a is a permanent uh, drug that I use. It's an upper. Oh, mate, I completely agree with you. Absolutely love that. <laughs> to get, um, well, to be fair, firstly, I'm really glad that your swimming career didn't take off in the nicest way possible. So <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> um, but with the music, like you have, I mean, you have your own kind of catalogue of, I mean, and it's still ongoing. The, the new single with Sia, Dynamite, is Again, as soon as I heard it, I was like, I know what this is going to be. Like, I know it's going to be a good song. And then it stuck in my head for days. You have collaborated with some of the biggest and the best. I mean, one of my favourites is Rockabye with Anne-Marie and Clean Bandit. Like, they're, I've, I've seen Clean Bandit live, like, numerous times and every time like i see them like the what they do with music with like the the orchestra and all that kind of stuff it's just it's really really special like when it comes to like collaborations and music and stuff like like where does the inspiration come from for you is it like as soon as you hear like the beat and you're like okay i know what i'm gonna say or do you take like a step back listen to the like the like the melodies and stuff and then go from there it's a combination of all those things, especially for, for me, the beat. Uh, when someone plays a beat, it tells me what to say on it. You know, uh, it, it tells me how to approach it. Uh, there's some songs where, you know, um, I'm, 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 I'm begging the girl, like, to have a song that's called Now Get No Bly. I'm like, Now Get No Bly, jump while I pressure you with one more try. I'm, I'm saying to her, you know, I, I need one more try with you. Please, like, give me some love. Uh, and there's another song called Deport Them when I'm just being like, hey, if you're not up to date, girl, get, get behind the line. <laughs> you know, today to deport them. So it's just the, the, the type of rhythm that spoke to me and said, oh, be a little cheeky with this one. Um, uh, be, be more sincere with this one. Uh, uh, so that helps a lot. But yeah, you do get inspiration from just, you know, lyrics, just uh, thinking of, of different rhymes. Um, I do also get inspiration from from real life everyday situations. Um, there's a there's a song on this album that's coming up it's called Scorcher, uh, and it's 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 a song that I did by myself, and it's called uh, Good Day, and it's just it's just being it's one of them real positive songs. A friend of mine heard it and he's like every day he's like yo bro. I need to hear this song. Like, when is this album coming out? Uh, he comes to check me to listen to it periodically, and he like he gets his fix. But uh, um, it's a great song about just like you know the, the verses are talking about the bad things that are happening in society, like in general, and and um, the chorus is just saying it's a good day. You know, <laughs> it's a it's a contradictory <laughs> thing. But I had the idea to say like you know. Um, when I when I hear this song, I'm gonna hear all about the bad things, but I'm gonna feel good. Uh, the song, the lyrics say, "It's a good day. It's everything around me seems to go my way. Sunshine rays keep falling down on my face. Um, everything that uh, that that was written uh, to to 
to kind of stop me. I found a, a way around it type of thing. And then the verses tell the hard times, but um, when I it's a little about, kick of hope in the choruses. Yeah, yeah. In the verse, yeah, the, sorry. The, yeah, and that's how you have to be um, with, with your, your own mentors. You know, you have to um, make sure that you don't step too much into that dark territory. And and so the, the, while the verses are talking real stuff that's happening, um, the, there's hope in the chorus for me. And it's like, yo, you know what? I have to say it's a, it's a good day. The sun's shining on my face. I'm above ground. It's, it's, it's something special. So that was just a lyric that I had going through my mind. And, and then I put it to a melody um, on the track. So many different ways that you do write and that you do get inspired by. Uh, and um, that's what I love about artwork. It's, it's reflective of life. So it's yeah. never it's never just, uh, oh, it has to go this way. It's not like physics to me where it's written as a formula. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that's a vibe and a mood and, and you, know, you bring forth the best. Sometimes like when those things like it's something you can't explain, like whether it is a feeling or if it is a, like a, a mood and stuff like that. That's what I love about, well, art in general, to be fair, does that, whether it's like in like sound, whether it's like in pictures, like it's, it's that feeling that it kind of gives off that you, you can't, you can't describe and you can't really replicate either in a way. True. It's a special thing. It's a, it's a part of, um, you know, it's a part of us being connected to the creator, yeah. the creator of our things. So he's given us the ability to create also. Um, no, no other species has that ability. We are able to create. So it's a part of us being um, connected to the, the, the one true spirit. You know what I mean? Not it's powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. You mentioned there the new album. And obviously with the new album, there is coming a UK tour, which kicks off in April, which I'm very excited about. But there's one thing I need to ask about before we get onto the tour, because I'm from a little town or a little city, should I say, in England called Coventry. Now, what? I believe you have quite strong ties with Coventry. Yeah, yeah man, that's crazy. That's my, my grandmother is, she's... She's here, she's 97. She's going wow. through the hip problems. Uh, we're, we're helping her out, you know, she's being very positive about it. Um, she's from Coventry. She was born in Coventry. Uh, Blitzkrieg happened and they, they were under, went under the tunnel, yeah. uh, their house. And then they had to leave. Uh, it was all bombed up by the time she got out the next morning. Uh, one of the only houses on the block left. Uh, wow. So she went to, uh, rugby after that and I grew up in rugby uh started working at 15 being a, dra a draft uh person who used to draw the the planes for dwar wow. and uh yeah she was she was just the replica replicating drafts and um and she met my grandfather who was a chinese jamaica who went to school in trinity college um in england and then uh to study medicine and when she met him you know, I guess his stories of how he grew up or whatever, it seemed so uh, crazy to her. She moved. She moved to Jamaica and hasn't been back since. So I think early, late 40s, no, early 50s. Yeah. So right after the war, uh, mid 50s or so, she came to Jamaica. She's been here since. 
I can remember her going back to England for a few weeks, uh, maybe a few times throughout my life, you know. And um, uh, she always told me of uh, the stories there in, 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 you know, when she was growing up, when she went to the, she went to Woolworths and, and, and found, <laughs> found I miss Woolworths. Note. Yeah, she, she found a five pound note on the ground at the bus stop and she stepped on it. So no one would see it. And she let the bus go. And then she picked it up and she was like, yo, she told her friend, we're going to Woolworths, bro. She was fired Please tell me, please tell me she bought Pick a Mix. Did she buy Pick a Mix? She bought, she bought all kind of mittens for her mom and, and the, uh, the tea stuff. She got in real trouble though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, she was a kid. She should have gone for the kid. Pick a Mix. <laughs> I, she, she was a kid, so she took... Like her whole day went to, to 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 some other place. I don't know where it was. Uh, maybe London. I'm not too sure. But she came yeah. back uh, with a bunch of goodies, and her parents were very upset with her. Uh, but she tells me stories like that, which makes me feel closer to it. Even though I didn't grow up in England, I never yeah. went. Never be, I never went to England till I was 28 years old. So wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're ever I, back I, in Coventry, mate. Come for a yeah, point. I know. I know. I've got family, which is my, my my grandma's niece and all her family there. So, uh, big up to everyone over there. They're they're still in rugby, and um, uh, they say they're coming in. It's actually moved from April to May now. Uh, the tour. The so, tour. yeah. So they say they're gonna come through. So, uh, maybe if you're there, I, I can let you meet my aunt, my grand aunt. Ah, I'm excited. I, I haven't seen you since the last time I saw you. You were in Coventry. You performed okay. at the arena. So that's the last time. So yeah. I'm very excited now. It's been a while since I've been to a gig. So I'm like raring to get out there. <laughs> All right, well, we, we, we're going to make sure you have a good party time. Love that. You have been an absolute dream of a guest. So thank you so much thank for joining me for a waffle. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you so much for the time. And uh, it was a great podcast, man. Great interview. 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.